We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Our goal is to win, for Christ's sakes. And you keep talking about the CBT. You keep talking about prospects and your long-term goal. Like, you just basically told us we ain't good enough. We suck. You let us down. Angry Lou. Angry Lou. A hole the size of I don't even know what in that bullpen. Keep playing like dog Recall my manager, Lou. Go get me a goddamn first baseman. That's what I want. I don't want an outfielder D8. I need a first baseman. Okay, Lou, I'll ask you something. What? How do you go into the season without a closer? How do you not address the closer situation? Lou, what's up, bro? Good, how are you doing? Good. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Oh, yes. <laughs> Fridays at noon. <laughs> How's that work, Lou? Does that work for you? Bring back some memories. That is fantastic. What do you say, Gresh? What do you say, Fuck Hi, Lou. Lou. Uh, Sox insider Lou Maloney on Gresham Fourier, brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. He's with us on the Harbor One hotline. Uh, Louis, good uh, good afternoon. And Foyer and I were going through uh, some of the new rules this year in big league baseball. I know there's the pitch clock, and hey, that might affect guys like Kenley Jansen. I mean, uh, Fourier and I are not big fans of taking the shift out of the game. Of all the new rules this year, Lou, what do you think is the one that's going to be the most impactful to the game that players might either love or hate? It's going to be the pitch clock. You know, that that's going to cut some time off. You know, it's not – the length of the game will be shorter, but it's about, like, how many – you know, the, the pace of play. Like, how often will a ball be put in play? Like, how often will the guy pitch, throw the baseball? I mean, that sort of stuff. When you watch a game for five minutes and you watch one at-bat, you don't want to sit there and say, okay, it's three and one, and it's been five minutes. Like, let's go. Get this thing. Throw the baseball, and I think you're going to see a different game. I think that's going to be a huge impact on watching baseball. So is that why uh, a guy like Hanley Jansen um, yeah. isn't uh, playing other than WBC? You think yeah, that's one luckily, of his reasons? I mean, these guys are throwing bullpens right now with clocks. He was the slowest pitcher in all of baseball. And I think these guys will throw their bullpens, and it's not a big deal, right? There's no stress in a bullpen. There's really no stress in a spring training game. 
So they'll they'll adjust slightly, but it'll still be opening day. It'll still be that first month when they when they really start adjusting. Because that's when things count. That's when every pitch counts. Doesn't necessarily count in a bullpen, but they're trying to adjust the best they can now. Hey, Lou, one of the things that Christian and I talked about, and we have no point of reference in in getting into this, and that is how the pitch clock affects a hitter. So like a pass rusher, if you know that the play clock is winding down, you can kind of guess when to be able to get off the ball and maybe there's an advantage. As the pitch clock winds down, is there any advantage to the hitter at all? No, not really, because it's more of a base runner type thing. Because as a hitter, it's not like just because you see a count down to one, you're going to start your stride. You know, you're still waiting for the pitcher to kind of get in his delivery and, and your timing mechanism, whatever that might be. That doesn't start until the pitcher starts. So if it's down to one, you're just sort of sitting there. You, you don't even pay attention to it. As a hitter, I don't think you're looking at the pitch, hit, uh, pitch clock at all. You're still all eyes on the pitcher. Now, the base runner, the base runner starts seeing that he's thrown over a couple of times and you're down to two, you're down to one. You know, is there that extra step because you know he has to deliver the baseball, which is why I think in the minor leagues, you started to see, from what I understand, pitchers throwing the ball with about four or five seconds left on the clock. We're really getting rid of it so that base runner couldn't time him. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to this. Just the whole, you know, the whole game now as far as how, all the rules and how yeah. they affect all these guys. And, like, which pitcher is going to lose his mind first? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to just lose it because they don't like the clock? Uh, but as far as the Red Sox go, okay, oh, you know, spring training starting. Everybody's getting down there now. Everybody's happy. And, you know, the sky's the limit. So your biggest concern, uh, you know, in this first week of spring training? Well, the first week, obviously, is just injuries. And we're already seeing it. Like, Bayo, I don't know if you saw that report. He's kind of shut down till Monday. He had a little soreness throwing breaking balls in a bullpen. I don't know if Pavetta walked off the field, too. So it's like, I got to, you get these guys out there and ramp up the intensity, and you want to make sure your pitchers get through it. But as far as concerns go, there's a universal truth in baseball that'll always be true. You want to be strong up the middle. And this is kind of a big concern for me, the depth that they have in the middle of the infield. You know, you have two starting catchers or two catchers that have never been a starting catcher in, your, in their careers. If one of those guys down, you have a guy like Alfaro that maybe you could call up as your third catcher, but you lose a lot defensively with that guy. You get two guys in the middle of the infield that I think can play the position. Can they be healthy? You know, and, and their backup is Mondesi, who's already hurt. And then they sign Yu Chang, who, you know, can catch the ball, but, you know, he's hitting ninth. You lose a lot offensively. You got Duvall in center. You know, this is a guy that in, in Atlanta played center field last year, the first two months, and Snicker down in Atlanta had to take him out of center because he was struggling offensively. And when he did and put him in left, he started raking again. So can he play center? And if, you know, where's the depth there? Is it Ref Schneider? Is it Duran? You know, where, where's the depth in the middle of the infield, positional player-wise? Because there's not really a lot down in AAA ready to go as well. That's that's one of my big concerns. Is there a free agent out there, Lou, that's just kind of been hanging around that yeah. Heim Bloom might be able to tap in for some middle infield depth? Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why Iglesias isn't on this team right now or Andrus. You know, they had a spot with Story going on that sixty-day DL, and they brought in Yu Chang. And again, he's a he's a utility guy who can catch the baseball. But I don't know what the ask was for Iglesias or Andrus. You know, to me, that's like the perfect fit. You have a guy that can play short. Kike goes to second. Arroyo you know, is your utility guy. He can play second. Kike is asked to play second in center field. Get Duvall off his feet in center field. Maybe he DHs. Maybe he goes to a corner. So it's just added more depth of guys that can play at this big league level, like an Andrus or an Iglesias, that kind of helped the versatility with this team. But it seems as though, like with that one extra spot they had in this roster, that Yu Chang was the choice. And 
He can catch it. There's no question he can catch the ball. But I just, I don't know, those other guys seem like a better fit. Sorry, so we're talking to, uh, of course, Lou Merloni. Now, Lou, every Friday now with us, right? Yeah. From here to the end of the it. season, okay? So the one thing that I that I recognized was, uh, we, we Gresham and I even talked about, is how uh, how slim and fit uh, Alex Verdugo looked the mm-hmm. other day mm-hmm. when he showed up. And I was, like, looking at this quote that he gave uh, Chris Cotillo, and it seems like Alex Cora maybe had some words for him. Like, do you know anything about that? Like, what's what's that about? Was he, like, told to get in shape or or else? Well, he was definitely told, I think, to get in better shape because, you know, at the end of the season, you know, reporters asking Cora, and, and it's usually it's one of those things, you know, when a reporter asks a question, they realize the probably guy's not, probably not going to answer it. But instead, when they ask, like, who's the one guy that can improve a lot this offseason, he named Alex Verdugo, which I thought was very interesting, almost like calling him out. You know, it's saying that he wants him to play faster. He wants him to be more athletic, you know, and that would just help him be better defensively, be more athletic on the base paths, be, you know, work faster, be an athlete. And they kind of ran into this with Ben Intendi. It was like, dude, you're bulking up for what? Like, you, both of these guys should be athletic outfielders who can run, drive the baseball, play good defense. And judging from the, um, from the looks of things, it looks like Verdugo cut back a little bit of weight and hopefully plays a little bit quicker because he's a guy that, I think this team needs to be consistent and take it to another level. Also, that uh, heading towards that third year of arbitration helps you get in shape too, right? Yeah, and and, and you know, the last couple of years, last year he had a good year. You know, he, he's a good player. It's just, is there another level? Like, is, it, is there an all-star caliber Alex Verdugo in there somewhere? Because I think they need to find that. So, Lou, I'm, I'm fascinated with maybe where the game might go. As you know, I spent the first 15 years of my life in Western Pennsylvania, so I grew up around National League Baseball. And those Pirates of the 90s, while they had guys that could hit the ball out of the ballpark, they ran the base as well, but I used to like I grew up on base stealing and things like that as you probably did. And then I heard in the, you know, 2010s, ah, running the bases, base stealing doesn't really matter anymore. Now with the pitch clock, we're talking about base runners and the bags are a little bit bigger. How, are, are we trying to balance the game out a little bit? Are we going back to where there is more value to the guy that maybe doesn't, or not more value, but there's value again to the guy that doesn't drive it out of the ballpark but can steal you maybe 50 bags in a new game? Where are we going with these changes in terms of stylistically in baseball? Well, I, I do think the big bases make it interesting. I think it's a safety issue at first. I think the biggest impact you'll see is close plays at first base. How many bang-bang outs do you see at first? Well, you're going to give me a few more inches on that bag. I think people are going to be safe a lot more. This, these, As far as stealing bases, I wonder if we've overblown that a little bit. Like, if you're fast, you're going to steal bags. You know, so, this, oh, we got to add a speedster on our team and have him on the bench. And it's like, dude, last I checked, you can't steal first. You know, I, I want a speedster on my bench in September and October, but not, not, if he can't hit, uh, what the hell do I want him on my bench for 162? So those guys, I think, have a role. But I, what I think is the game is coming back, you know, to, you know, contact actually matters. I hated three or four years ago, and this has been a trend, you hit 215 and pop 25, you know, and strike out 160 times, you're a valuable asset. And mm. it's like, dude, get rid of that. Like, give me contact. Get on base. And that's one thing the shift has gotten helped, I think, get back to. You saw the Red Sox bring up a lot of guys, you know, sign guys that make contact. Put the ball in play. There's going to be more holes. Get on base. Don't strike out as much. You know, and I think that's important, still important in the game. I'm glad that's come back to it. And the pitching side of it as well. Throw strikes. Nothing bothered me more than this philosophy of, hey, I can strike three guys out before I walk four. 
So I'm going to get out of the inning. I don't care. I don't want contact. And it's like, you know, 3-1, Vasquez standing up, calling for a pitch out of the zone on 3-1 and watching guys actually swing at it. And it's like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, throw strikes, get on base, make contact. Like, it's old school. Some things are universal. They'll never change. And there's always like a period of time when we think we can reinvent the wheel. So, so the last one for me is this, uh, I guess, the, the sale debate, the sale just like issue with uh, same old words, same old tough guy routine, you know, uh, you know, taking ownership. You know, I know we've discussed it plenty of times. Like, how much of a leash do you give him before it's just it wears you out? He's he's got a pitch, and you know you saw that too. Everybody loved the attitude that he had. Then he hasn't pitched in two years, and you get the mic behind him, and it's the same stuff. And you're like, okay, whatever. Like I need you to pitch. So for me, I expect him to be really good. Like I expect him because all I care about is his elbow and his shoulder, and those things are healthy. So when he's on the mound, I expect him to be really good. Can I predict another stupid fluke injury? I, I have, I have no idea, but I know the elbow sound. So if he goes out and throws the ball, then you're going to love him like you always have. But if all of a sudden there's another injury and we start hearing about, you know, chopping wood and, and rehabbing and getting back, and it's like that, that's when it's like fans are just like, God, I just, I just need you on the mound. So I expect him to be really good when he's out there, and hopefully there's no fluke injury around the corner. What are some of the things that you personally would like to see this Red Sox team do well early on in spring training that might lead one to think, hey, maybe this year will not be as bad as predicted. For their bullpen to perform like a lot of people think it can. You know, last year's team won, what, 78 games, 86 got in the playoffs. You can't tell me you couldn't find another nine games that this bullpen absolutely just torched. You know, it's probably up in the dozen range where games they just gave away because their bullpen was awful. So in April, when your starting pitcher does his job, and your lineup gives you a lead after six. Lock it down. You know, you can't give up three or four games in a month of April. That's the difference between, you know, being 10 and five, you know, and six and nine, right? Like that, that's, that's a huge difference early on. So if Jansen can go out and give you some, you know, saves and, and guys like Martin and Schreiber and, and these guys can kind of lock it down a little bit and, and Hauk, that's, that's what you need early on in the year, and that builds confidence throughout the entire roster. Lou, I hate to end on a, a bit of a sad note, but uh, Tim McCarver, 81 years old, passed away, played in the bigs, Hall of Fame broadcaster. There are those who are saying that Tim McCarver changed the way guys like you and others call the game of baseball on television. Your thoughts on that, maybe even more the broadcasting legacy of Tim McCarver. Well, that's kind of how I think of him, you know, like the legacy of him calling games. I think, you know, every, every generation has guys that they grew up kind of listening to and the conversations and, and the way they call games and the way you listen to games. And that's the way I kind of think of Tim McCarver. You know, um, people can go back to different generations and different people. When they think about listening to baseball as a kid, whether it's radio or TV, there's always one guy that kind of stands out and for me it's really tim mccarver so um you know watching a lot of games introducing you to the game telling stories teaching you the game of baseball that's how i think he's remembered great he's one of the best uh great stuff you're the best lou god this is going to be so fun talking baseball each and every friday here on aggression foray we thank you friend and uh have a great weekend and uh so uh, where where will waldo be next week will you when do you go to florida 
I will be in Florida Tuesday night. Oh. It's my oh. heaven. It's my Ooh. happy place, as Boyer knows. <laughs> I'll be there for a couple days, and then I'll call um, the game Friday night. and like The first four games, actually, I think, on Nesson. Oh, there so, we go. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, brother. Well, we'll talk to you next week from down there in uh, Florida in God's waiting room. Thank you, you, friend. Got it, boys. Have a great one. There Later. we go. There goes our buddy Lou Merloni. Great stuff. Good. Excellent stuff. Great breakdown. God, he's so good. So good. Uh, don't forget to ask your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEI. Make sure you're listening in on the Odyssey app. Uh, if you thought DeAndre Hopkins was unattainable for the New England Patriots, oh, contraire, mon frere. We're going to get to that. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, more Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI and streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Well, before we get to the football, there are those who think Paul Pierce leads the uh, semi-charmed kind of life. No, not so quickly. <laughs> this in from the SEC, and I ain't talking about the Southeastern Conference. Uh, I'm talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission, Dateline, Washington, D.C. The Securities and Exchange Commission today announced charges against former NBA player Paul Pierce for touting Emacs tokens crypto asset securities offered and sold by Ethereum Max on social media without disclosing the payment he received for the promotion and for making false and misleading promotional statements about the same crypto asset. 
Pierce agreed to settle the charges and pay $1.4 million in penalties, disgorgement, and interest. The SEC's order finds that Pierce failed to disclose that he was paid more than $244,000 worth of Emacs tokens to promote the tokens on Twitter. The SEC's order, and how about this, also finds Pierce tweeted misleading statements related to Emacs, including tweeting a screenshot of an account showing large holdings and profits without disclosing that his own personal holdings were, in fact, much lower than those in the uh, screenshot. Okay. In addition, one of Pierce's tweets contained a link to the Ethereum Max website, which provided instructions for potential investors to purchase Emacs tokens. Okay, so okay, so I can okay, so now that I have the story, so he was actually falsely reporting uh like uh you know gains in his own account, like misleading people to look, look, look how much money I'm making when his own personal cryptocurrency was much lower. Yeah. Misleading statement. Because the first thing I thought of was like, well, there's a lot of athletes that are that are that are in the crosshairs of the SEC. Oh, okay. Because when yeah. you just look at them, you talking about misleading tweets. Because all these guys were like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Odell Beckham Jr., Trevor Lawrence, hell, Larry David. There were a there was lot a ton. Well, Larry people. David did well, the they commercials. Were the Super Bowl commercials. Well, last Super Bowl there were five of those crypto commercials, and I think there might have been one or zero this year. Man, yeah, that whole thing is. How about the guys who got? And I'll tell you one thing that I have learned in just you know. Again, I got family in the finance world. Man, the SEC don't play, and they don't care either. How about all these guys that took their salaries in cryptocurrency? Well, yeah, I don't know what cryptocurrency is. Yeah, uh, the dude. Who was it? Who was the guy that signed? Was in it? I'm trying to remember the left tackle of I think like the Carolina Panthers or something like that ended up wanting I think like all nine million of his salary in crypto no, or something. Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence announced Lawrence had some too. He would be taking his oh okay you maybe you're thinking of somebody else. Uh, he was taking his entire signing bonus. I, I have a hard time even saying this. His entire signing bonus, Gresh, of twenty two point six million dollars in cryptocurrency. Russell Okung was the first guy to be paid in Bitcoin. I just it just really is is amazing. So there's a ton of the yeah Russell Okung yeah he took uh uh thirteen million dollars. <laughs> uh, Okung was uh, he won a Super Bowl playing for the Seahawks <laughs> obviously big time player. Uh, that, with yeah. that uh, with that kind of money yeah he was openly saying pay me in Bitcoin. He's like he. Back in uh, it was it May of 2019? Take and he the got money his wish. and then go buy this it on your ins- own. It's just listen, I, <laughs> you know, fortune favors the bold. What was that commercial? Wasn't that another one? That was uh, Matt Damon. That was a whole I think fortune you favors it. favors the bold. Like oh look, yeah, forget about cash, forget about all the real money. How about make believe money? It's so much more fun than real money. I love make believe money. It is. Really insane. Listen, Trevor Lawrence will have a long career. I'm sure Russell Okung, he played a, played a lot with Seattle. Just taking that chance that you could, like, triple, you know, your money with some newfound experimental currency that nobody really understood. 
Tom Brady, all of them. Remember the laser eyes? That was the whole thing. Yep. We got the late, the red laser eyes is like a, you know, look, ah, I'm cool. I'm hip to the game. Okay. I don't know if all these <laughs> other guys. The 603. Crypto's the future. You guys have no clue. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm fine God, being hey, last. Listen, if you're, if you, the 603, turn into a multi-gazillionaire because yeah. of it, God bless you. I'll wait for your text. I, I'm, I'm okay being late to the party on this one. Way too da- too damn old to be taking this massive chances with cash. Well, the young guys, hey, you'll earn it back. And if you're, you're twenty, and if you're a guy like Paul Pierce, and you're caught up into this, and they got you to the point to where it's like social media posts and stuff, and they're nailing him on that, it makes me wonder how the SEC is going to go about all of the, A, the, the the companies that are called into question, but also the people that got tied into it. Here's what it feels like. It feels like there's going to be a trickle-down lawsuit effect, whereas the SEC is going to bust everybody's chops, and then it's going to turn into, well, the leader of the company was the guy who got this athlete in, and that athlete's going to say, well, that guy misled me, and while the SEC is charging him, then you got athletes that are going to be like, well, that guy misled me, and it's going to turn into a giant mess. And I wonder for a guy like Paul Pierce, he was like, yeah, I got $100 million. It's $1.4, and it goes away. Might just say, will Scratch there, my name will off the there list. be people that are settling? It feels like the SEC is pretty hot to trot on all the crypto yeah, stuff. I would say all the way around, couple, by the way. People that you don't want knocking at your door, one is TMZ. The other one is the SEC if you're in that lifestyle. But I will say that what what Pierce did to me feels different than what these other guys did. Is like, hey, listen, I'm going to take my money in cryptocurrency. Fine, I'm not going to you know flaunt how much I'm making or mislead you, or I'm going to do a commercial. That's I shouldn't be blamed for somebody, some ad agency hiring me to do a commercial. Hey, listen, you may hire me to do a commercial for McDonald's. Listen, I don't eat meat. But nobody knows it. But I'm gonna. That's misleading. I don't. I don't. I don't eat at McDonald's. I don't. Whatever. Or the same thing would be like, hey, I wear sketches, Skechers. Okay, I wear. Uh, I wear these. Uh, this type of shoes, and it it made me run faster and jump higher. Buy them. Here's proof. Right. Completely. Basically, just lying. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the other guys would actually be you know, in, in deep trouble as Paul Pierce, who literally sent out uh, misinformation to lead the witness. Well, that's the thing. And then where does it come from and all that kind of stuff? I was looking at Russell Okung because I wanted to see. Uh, so he was out of the league as of 2020. And before he got to Carolina and getting that whole thing in Bitcoin, he'd made about 50 million bucks just in terms of of cash, because just quickly, here's the other thing too, right? If you're a guy and you're making $13 million and you're in the state of North Carolina, after, because people don't think about this, there's taxes, there's agent fees, there's all kinds of stuff, right? So basically, take that $13 million, Cut it in half. Cut it in half. And then and then take another quarter of it. And then, right. So you're talking, let, let's just say he's got $5 million in cash just from playing football that year. And you took like the whole thing in Bitcoin, you would not do that with any other investment. If you went to an investment advisor and you said, I've got a $5 million bonus check, let's say, that I just got from my company that I work for, you wouldn't say, put all $5 million into this 
an investment advisor would give you different kinds of strategies where maybe if you did want Bitcoin, they would say, okay, how about get a million of your five million in yeah. Bitcoin? Let's just and then let's test take the it. other right. And then if it's gonna grow to where the six oh three says that it's gonna make him a gazillionaire, then great. Then you you're you've already got a ton of money anyway, and you're invested in this to where you're gonna make more. Not do the whole thing. And that's where I think that's like the young, dumb, and stupid. It's the Dude, even if you took two million of it and you were still getting three million in cash that year, right? You still have the government, the you know government government backed typical currency to be able to make sure that you're not going to completely fall on your face. Now Russell Okun can get away with it because he already made fifty million dollars or whatever, but that's the part that blows me away. It's almost like, listen, we don't really know about this investment. And there are some people who think the regulation of it is weird. So let me just take all this money and put it into it. And it's like, no, I think it's, it's no different than being than having divested uh, interests in, or yeah. having interests in a whole range of investments. Maybe at some point in time, like this is more acceptable and maybe it's more regulated and there's more faith in it. And your your higher institutions, your financial institutions, um, you know, are you know, backing it also, but man, that just seems scary. Like the whole aspect of putting in $22 million into some foreign wacky startup currency situation well, is and, beyond me. And, uh, and you think of like the dot-com bubble, right? But yeah, if same. You knew, but if you knew it was going to burst, you could either get some of your money out and move it into something else. And then, you know, and that's the thing with, you know, the, there, are, there are people that are just traditional sort of traders who are just kind of like, nah, I'm not going down the road of Bitcoin. I'm not going to suggest it to people. If someone comes to them, you know, an investment advisor, and it's the whole, hey, let's have a conversation about it. It wouldn't be, well, sir, you've got $10 million with us. Let's just slide it all over to crypto because people think it's the next wave. It's like, no, you don't do that. And I don't know. that. Well, good for Paul Pierce. You you hit it. Like, he said, screw it. Let me just I, pay I did it. be done. It, it was the wild, wild west. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, my bad. Um, I want to get to DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Because there was the thought that with Bill O'Brien coming to New England to become the offensive coordinator here that – DeAndre Hopkins would be off the table, in part because Hopkins had a no-trade clause. Well, come to find out, ladies and gentlemen, that because of the six-game PED suspension for DeAndre Hopkins, that clause in his contract goes poof. It is null and void because of the suspension. So Arizona, in theory could send DeAndre Hopkins to wherever they want to. So one point in time, Fourier, we said, nah, DeAndre Hopkins, Bill O'Brien ain't going to work. And he had the control because of the no trade. Well, now that's gone. So if you're Bill Belichick and you're Bill O'Brien, do you have that discussion of might there be a way we can go bring DeAndre Hopkins in here and everybody be happy? I love you, Ma. You too. You too. That's it. That that relationship has to be stronger than the than the I guess the tainted relationship between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins. It has to be that. And is is uh, Bill O'Brien a little bit softer, a little bit maybe a little more easygoing because he's not the head coach now. He's just the OC, and he can have maybe a little bit more personal 
closer relationship with DeAndre Hopkins? Because if you listen to anyone who's friends with DeAndre Hopkins, there's no chance in hell that's going to happen. But does DeAndre Hopkins love and respect Bill that much? He just wants to just give it a chance, right? And then what exactly is that going to cost you? I think what people mm. – uh, we were mentioning – so, like, the, the no-trace clause is, is it a one for Hopkins? No, see, I was just – we were talking about so – I was just looking at um, receivers traded since 2000 for a first-round pick. Okay, so uh, Joey Galloway uh, to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I remember that. Um, he was he was young, he was fast, and he was just starting to become a stud. Keyshawn Johnson to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Peerless Price uh, to the San Diego Chargers. Peerless Randy Price, Moss to man. the Raiders. Okay, now think about where these guys were from Minnesota. Okay, uh, Dion Branch to the Seattle Seahawks. Everybody knows him. Uh, Roy Williams, Percy Harvins uh, from Minnesota to Seattle. And then you had Brandon Cooks twice. So, yeah, New Orleans Saints had Brandon Cooks, and then the Patriots, right, grabbed him for a first-round pick. Yeah, but, Christian, wide receivers cause you to win the Super Bowl now. Don't you understand, I I know. That's what everyone keeps telling me. I just sit there and go, if I told you a first-round pick for a 30-year-old DeAndre Hopkins, you would say what? Mm -hmm. I mean, Brandon Cooks. He was traded multiple times, but he was on a he was on a rookie deal, and he was a thousand yard receiver, and he was super young. I just feel like, yeah, let's let's deal, let's have a negotiation, let's have a discussion about it, but not for a first round pick. Like he's got to be a quarterback, like a young quarterback for me to give you a first round pick. I'm not giving you a, a number one pick in this year's draft for DeAndre Hopkins. So if you are the Buffalo Bills at number twenty eight in the first round. And they say, you can get DeAndre Hopkins just straight up for this first-round pick. And you could add more to the Bills who have clearly sort of uh, hit a ceiling here. They've hit maybe a wall, let's say, and they got to figure out how to climb over it. For the Buffalo Bills, would you no. consider it? See, you would say uh, the, the, the narrative could be, or it was trending that way after they lost in the playoffs, that, oh, they've hit their ceiling, they're done. No, I would say... They were in a unique situation where their year was stressful, challenging, in so many different regards. And I would say Josh Allen was a big part of that with all the interceptions that he was throwing. So I think they have the right number one. Maybe they add a couple number twos. How about the Giants? They need a number one receiver. They've talked about it. It's an offensive coach, and it's the 26th pick in the draft. Yeah, I'm just not giving him a a number one pick. I'm just not giving that because the number one pick for me – that's a foundational player. That's a hole that you need to fill, a guy that you want to develop, and you want him to be there for at least five years. Hopkins is 30. Well, for New England at 14, it's a non-starter. I guess the question is, would somebody be willing to give up a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins? I say no. Or, okay, if that is the case, then the Patriots have the 47th pick overall. It's, you know, whatever that is in the second round, 14th, 15th pick in the second round. Because remember, Miami forfeits their first-round picks. Everything slides down a little bit. But I will say this, wow. though. I did, you brought that up. I did not know since he got caught with uh, PEDs. Is that what it was? Yeah. Was it so? It was so PEDs. So the claws went away. I I literally just found wow. out about Can this you yesterday. Imagine that now you don't have any say whatsoever. So okay, so Arizona they have a new coach now. Uh, they're gonna. They're, they, Gannon actually said we're gonna re, we're gonna create uh, the team's gonna be surrounded and centered around Kyler Murray. Woo! Let's make sure he's not playing video games. Um, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, I'm getting the hell out of there. I, I'm okay leaving. Now where I go, obviously, will depend on 
Well, that, no, and, he has he has no say now. And is is DeAndre Hopkins at the point to where he's made plenty of money that he might want to win now? Yeah, the only problem is a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Like, do I, mean, do I really want to go to that? No, I want to go to almost a finished product. So a team that's struggling, hoping to get there, uh, Cincinnati. Well, they probably have too many weapons already. But T. Higgins may be gone. Um, Buffalo, fine. Um, Jacksonville already made their moves. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying if to there's... think who's really close. Uh, maybe the Chargers. Maybe the Rams. Uh, a team like that that's already got a real, a real strong nucleus. That is just you know like I'm the I'm the addition I'm really a one but I'm playing the two role but I'm but I'm eating like I'm a one Baltimore I was gonna say Baltimore would be great lots of play action you have lots of opportunities to get open but if uh, the quarterback's gone or then no if, right then no that's the thing and does yeah. Hopkins be like ah it's too iffy yeah yeah if like, they kept Lamar Jackson though or if Lamar Jackson got traded. Or what? I guess if somebody traded for him, they wouldn't have any any more draft a- assets to actually trade. Well, for no, Baltimore else. would have a ton, but there would be no quarterback. Yeah, and Hopkins. Yeah, but like, let's say like let's doing? say like uh, like uh, Lamar went to you know uh, the Jets. The Jets have, have already given up all their draft picks. Now yeah. they can't trade for John Jerry Hopkins. I would. I'm I'm with you on that. How about how about uh, Denver? Oh, there's a there's a spot where you sit there and go, all right, hey Sean Payton, hey. Trust me, we're going to make this work. It's going to be easier on Russell Wilson. I, I, I'm i the captain now. The problem is they've given up ones and twos that's for the true. last couple of years. Oh, that's right, just to get Russell Wilson. So they might have true. to give up another yeah. first round. So you really have to filter road. through all those teams that actually have the equity to do you it. You know what? When you, start to, when you start to filter them down and we're, think of it like the Patriots are not a terrible option no. when you think about it. Oh, no, yeah. I would agree. We'll, we'll circle back because – we're about to debut something new. It's where one of us can try to convince the other to just hear the other one out on some sort of topic that I would want to sell or that Christian would want to sell me on. Like, Christian needs to watch the Daytona 500 on Sunday. We'll do the first ever. Now, hear me out next. W-E-E-I. I love E-I, W-E-E-I. New England. Sports Original. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, more Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Big weekend in sports. Bruins are in action this uh, Saturday. They also got the Monday matinee as well. NBA All-Star Weekend. XFL is starting. UFC, if you're so inclined to watch people beat the bag out of each other, which I love. Oh, my God. By the way, two weeks from today, I'll be uh, in Las Vegas. Yeah. I'll be waking up in Vegas. There you go. 
Uh, will you be so, leaving Vegas? Oh, of course I will. I'm not you. I won't get thrown out. At least uh, I hope. Well, if I do, I'll video it. Let's okay. put it that way. Good. Uh, but for you, we're not going to do a little something called now. Hear me out. So okay. do you have plans on Sunday? I know you got, uh, you know, seven kids and they're all actually, running in different directions. This is amazing. It's, it, I think it's the first weekend where all the kids will be out of the house. Really? It never. Oh, so it's you're like, a, it's like Haley's comedy. It never happens. And when it does. The only thing you're watching well, is your hydration. Right. Exactly. To stay you up know, and like rolling. When, when all the kids uh, are out of the house. Wow. <laughs> Blue pill Sunday. <laughs> uh, hey, I'll take it at 8 a.m. <laughs> Give me one that lasts 12 hours. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, All right, so nothing on Sunday. You can put a ring on that. Um, yeah. So you need to watch the Daytona 500. <sighs> Hear me out. Okay. Number one, they sold this thing out. It is stadium seating now. There are going to be like 200,000 people at this thing, which adds another layer of fun to it. And... I was watching the duels last night. Now, they do the duels the because... The duels, what is that? The duels. So what happens is, is that there is qualifying to be able to determine the front row of the mm. 500. Pole position. Then last night, they did the duel races where they broke them up into smaller groups. Some on the back end of the field were trying to race their way in. And the other one was really who won the race to be able to start on the second row is what it was, right? So you had two winners last night. On the second row. And when you get to this now, uh, Daytona Motor Speedway is a super speedway. So it is two and a half miles around. To, so I set up my wife one year for her birthday to drive a car at Ooh, Daytona. At you. She got it up to, I think it was like 160 miles an hour. Because you ride behind someone because the banking on that track is as severe as it is in all of NASCAR. So whereas if you've been to New Hampshire Motor Speedway, given, you know, compared to other NASCAR tracks, it's relatively flat compared to the big banking that you get on the on the super speedway. So here's what it is. A lot of people think, oh, I watch the I watch NASCAR for the wrecks. You're watching it wrong. What you really got to be watching for is how 40 drivers are all going to get into ground rocket ships and be whipping around the track in packs of 30, let's say, at near 200 miles an hour. And they wreck and they don't die. <laughs> that is the amazing part of NASCAR true, true. is what they do to where they're zipping around and these guys are on each other's bumpers. When people are like, oh, yeah, I can drive. Okay, great. So here's what we'll do. We'll put you in a big rocket ship like that. We'll get you up to 180 miles an hour. And then we'll have a bunch of other people pull up beside you and see how you do. Thank you, sir. Yeah. You'll learn about side draft real quick at 180 miles an hour for everybody who thinks this is easy. And the other thing, too, Fourier, is that these guys are like fighter pilots in that their heart rate gets up and get going because of the G-forces and all that stuff. So what I'm saying to you is if you would like to watch an event where you wonder how the hell do these people survive, this is the NASCAR race to watch. Not what happened in the L.A. Coliseum mm -hmm. where it's like the smallest track yeah. around and maybe they get it up to like 80 miles an hour whenever they're on their straightaways. Yeah. But this thing, 
You're ripping on the low end 175 for 500 miles, by the way. That's the other part which, of it, too. Which is like a full day. Uh, race will, the, the cup race will start around 3-ish, I think. Okay. Might be over by 7.30. I know they're mindful of the networks to make sure that they're not gobbling up other time or what. I don't know if you've ever been to a NASCAR race. It's BYOB. Okay. It's a ton of fun. Okay. Uh, I heard you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, you, you made your case. Out. I, did, uh, I didn't did. interrupt. Yep. Um, and I, yes, I have been to multiple uh, NASCAR races. Oh, really? I have. Uh, the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway. I've been there multiple times. I've been to, obviously, in New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. i actually been to the one in Anaheim, California, down there in, Los- in, um, in Orange County. Okay. okay, so I've been a bunch. There's not a chance in hell that I will devote any amount of my time to watching the Daytona 500. You're missing it. Everything that you're saying, it sounds riveting. It sounds exciting. I mean, not that I don't understand it, but at its most primitive level, it's just a bunch of people driving in circles. That's it for me. I don't find any enjoyment out of it. I don't find any intrigue in it. You know, there's and a team element to this that really I get matters. It. You know who my old coach was? Who's that? Joe Gibbs, well, who you... constantly talked about NASCAR and every single like metaphor for life and for the football team was related to stupid NASCAR. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he oh, just so destroyed me. Maybe it's, I relate it's your NASCAR to Joe Gibbs. Gibbs. Okay, maybe that's what it is. Now but we I'm, got it. But I will say this. I will say I'm not devoting any time to watching it. I won't do it. it, it it's boring to me. However, attending... A race is another thing. And and then attending a race, being able to be right by the crew during a pit stop is a whole nother level of uh, respect that I have for these guys. How they just how the whole operation about it is very choreographed. It's it's very important. And tenths of a second mean a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that is that is where I say the excitement is. I've only had the opportunity to do that like twice. So NASCAR and sex are similar. Tenth of a second. Yeah. Yep. You got to be but on otherwise, point. But otherwise, I'm sorry, Gresh. Like, uh, even between sessions, I will not be turning on uh, the Indy 500. You? What? Listen, I heard you out. You can't be mad. You you said what you wanted to say. You tried to convince me. I'm just, it's not, I'm not into it. I'd rather do something else. I'd rather, like, you know, fold laundry. I rather like, and if I am having some time, I'm putting on like Goodfellas for the 500th time. You tell me how it went. You t- is this where no. they drink the milk? No, no. Is this where they drink the milk with the little brick? Is which, that- which again, <laughs> the whole point of now hear me out. Is I heard that you, you out. You didn't though. You know I why? I did. No, I do. I, I kept it you open. Did no, because I'm not mind. I have an open wait because you you're know asking why? me to do, it. and nope. I'm telling you, you, I uh, you didn't hear me out. I did because I'm going to checkmate you, and then we're going <laughs> to hit the top checkmate of the me? hour. How? You listened so well, you called it the Indy 500. <laughs> Final hour next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty five dollars per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.